And this is a series that I'm doing entitled Maximizing Your Potential. You can also say maximizing your talent. Well, to maximize is to increase in size. It is to make something bigger. That's what the word maximize means. To increase in size, to make something bigger. And is it not important to understand that God is not a non-profit? It's so important that we understand that when God begins to do a thing, God expects it to increase. The Bible even says, as we behold like in a mirror the glory of God, we are changed from glory to what? Glory. So the glory you experience now should not be the glory you experience the next time. We can go from glory unto glory. We can increase in glory. The weight of God's glory can increase upon our lives. I mean, if you know that the anointing can also increase upon our lives. Is that correct? So what I'm trying to establish today as, I, as I'm speaking along these lines is to show you one more time that God is a God of increase. Amen. So the word maximize is to increase in size. It is to make bigger. And I've been showing you the text in Matthew chapter 25. Where the Bible tells us, let's look at this again, Matthew 25, let's look at verse 14. You're going to hear this to the point where you'll be sleeping with it. You'll be dreaming it. And that's what needs to happen. In verse 14, the Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time. Well, I like that phrase, after a long time. That is an important phrase. It shows me that our master is patient. After a long time, not a short time. We've all been given enough time to do what God has called us to do. Everyone here has been given enough time to accomplish the purpose of God. After a long time, he did not give them talents and left and returned the next day. No, he gave them talents, he left and after a long time, can I also tell you something? That when the Bible says after a long time, the Bible means it. Because there is no exaggeration in the word of God. In Acts chapter 7, the Bible talks about Philip who went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And hear what the Bible says. It says the whole city. 
gave heed to the things that Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles that he continuously performed. Now, here is what I'm trying to get, to get you to see. It says the whole city. What the Bible means is the whole city. When the Bible talks about the whole city, when the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, when the Bible says that Paul came to the Ephesus, the region of Ephesus, and he met 11 men, and he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. And Paul asked them, and then in whose baptism were you baptized? And they said, in the baptism of John. And Paul said, yes, John indeed baptized with water unto repentance. But he talked about one that would come after him who was mightier than John, the one that would baptize you in the Holy Ghost and in fire. And the Bible tells us that Paul laid his hands upon this young man and they all received the Holy Ghost and they began to prophesy. And guess what the Bible continues to say? The Bible now tells us that the whole of Asia Minor heard the gospel in two years. When the Bible says the whole of Asia Minor, which is the Anatolian side of Turkey, the modern day Turkey. When the Bible says the whole of Asia Minor heard the gospel, it means the whole of Asia Minor heard the gospel. What am I trying to emphasize? That the Bible does not exaggerate. Some people do. Not God. When God says there was a thousand people there, there was a thousand people there. When some people say there was a thousand people there, you have to ask the question, did you count the heads or the toes? <laughs> some of you might get that next week. Because <laughs> some people speak, we, we call this evangelistically. There was a thousand people in the meeting. Did you count them by their heads? Or you counted their toes? Because each person has ten toes. Times whatever, then you get a thousand. Are you listening to me? Men exaggerate, but God does not. Did you hear what I just said? I said, men exaggerate, but God does not exaggerate. Can someone say amen? amen. Can someone say amen? So when the Bible says the whole nation heard, the whole nation heard. When the Bible says there was 5,000 men apart from women and children that Jesus fed with five loaves of bread and two fish, then there were 5,000 men apart from women and children. Now you can add the women and children, you come up with a number, and that's all speculation. Sometimes we say there's probably, probably speculation, probably 20,000, 30,000. You pack out a stadium, that's all speculation. The Bible says there was 5,000 men. Now my question is, who counted 5,000 men? Was it Jesus? Was it his disciples? Oh no, let me tell you, the Holy Ghost knew. Yeah. I said the Holy Ghost knew yeah. the number of men in that service. So God does not exaggerate. When the Bible says 5,000 men, it means 5,000 men. Is somebody getting this today? Can someone say Amen. So he gave one five talents, he gave the next guy two talents, he gave the third guy one talent. These three guys are representations of people in the church. Some people, I believe, have been given five talents. So you have a group of people who has been given five talents, and then you have the second group of people who have been given two talents, and you have the third group that's been given one talent. Everyone say one talent. Now, don't get upset because you got a talent. 
Don't get overly excited because you got five talents. Because at the end of the day, what the master is going to look for is not the size, but the faithfulness. You didn't hear that? You, you, you might have five talents, but if you're not faithful with the five, the guy who has just one talent and is putting everything that he's got into this one talent and his life is bringing glory to God and is using this one thing that God has given to him to be a blessing to humanity and is using this one thing that God has given to him to spread the name of Jesus all across the globe. Guess what's going to happen when the master returns and he sits with us and he takes account of the things that we have done. The guy who got one talent will receive greater reward than the guy who got five talents. Are you here this morning? It's very important. We understand that in this story, the master or the Lord is not necessarily talking about the size that you get. He's actually talking about your faithfulness and your loyalty and your commitment to what has been given or entrusted into your hands. He that is faithful with little will be made a ruler over much. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Why? Because if you have small days, you're going to have big days. Are you listening to me? The Bible says in Daniel 2.21 that God changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and he set up kings. So don't be surprised that you might be in a season where it seems like all you've got is one talent. But if you stay faithful with that one talent that God is giving to you, God is going to remove some people and put you in their place because they are not faithful to what God has told them to do. And if you're not faithful to that which God has told you to do, it's going to be taken away from you and it's going to be given to someone else who is faithful in the little that they have. Can someone say amen? amen? The guy who had five talents doubled it. The guy who had two talents doubled it. But in this case, unfortunately, the guy who had one talent took his one talent and hid it in the ground and did not do anything with it. In actual fact, when the master gave to them, he said to them, invest what I've given you till I come back. Everyone say invest. Do you know that everything we do in the kingdom of God is investment? Hey, you didn't hear that? You know that you're investing into the kingdom of God? A lot of times, you know, we look at the natural and we see how the natural correlates with the spiritual. That's a big relationship between the natural and the spiritual. Because you know why? The natural came out of the spiritual. Is that right? <laughs> when you invest in a, in a, in a deal... You get, uh, you get a profit from your investment. Is that correct? Don't you? Has anyone ever invested in anything and expected nothing? No, no, that would be stupid. That would be stupid to invest and not expect anything. Even Jesus said, I have to be about my father's business. Jesus said it. So people say, church is business. Yes, it is. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Not the kind of business you think, though. This is a business of souls. This is a business of setting people free in the name of Jesus Christ. This is a business of delivering the oppressed. This is a business of populating heaven and depopulating hell. It's business. It's investment. I'm investing souls into the kingdom of God. 
What about that? And I'm going to get a reward for investing souls into the kingdom of God. Snatching souls out of the clutches of darkness and bringing them into the kingdom of light where God sets them totally free and where God uses them for His glory. And for every one person that I bring into the house of God, there is a possibility that one will bring five and five will bring 20 and 20 will bring 100 and 100 will bring a million. Can someone say amen? And so who told you this is not an investment? Who told you this is not business? It is the greatest business. It is the greatest investment that there is. The kingdom of God. The work of God. There is no business like it. People are running here, running there. Belly aching about this and about that. All about their lives. All about their business. All about their their stuff. But we've got to put our attention to the business of the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first. Everyone say first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things the Gentiles are dying to get shall be added to you. I don't know if somebody here this morning want God to add some things to them. But I'm here this morning and I'm believing God to add some things to me. Can someone say amen? Because I'm after the kingdom of God. I'm for the kingdom of God. I'm about my father's business. I'm about the things that promote the kingdom of God. God has given me gifts and graces and ability. And I'm going to make sure that I use everything that God has given me to bring him glory and to serve humanity. And if that is you this morning, that you want to bring glory to God with the gifts and graces and abilities that God has given to you, then give the Lord your biggest shout of praise the Lord in this place today. Come on. Hallelujah. My God, I'm preaching better than you are responding today. Amen. And as we looked at the story, we saw that when the master returned, he told them to come and give him account how they have used what he gave them. The guy who got five said, Master, you gave me five talents and I've doubled the five. And the master said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. I emphasize the Lord said, Enter into the joy. Notice the Lord did not say, Enter now into the depression of the Lord. The Lord said, Enter now into the joy of the Lord because heaven is a place of great joy. When I tell you, when you serve God, joy comes. When you do the things that bring glory to God, joy it's your portion. Don't tell me I'm serving God, but I look depressed. It is not possible to serve God in truth and in spirit and look depressed. And so this morning, if you are depressed, I've got news for you. There is joy in the house. If you're faithful, there is joy for you. Second guy, what did you do with the two talents I gave you? You gave me two talents and I doubled the talents. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Notice what he told the guy who doubled five. He told the guy that doubled two. That's why I'm emphasizing that to the Lord, it is not the size. It is faithfulness. Because I've established that they were stewards. I want to say stewards. Who is a steward? We are stewards. But the Bible says it is required of a steward to be found what? Faithful. Why? Because what is in your hands right now does not belong to you. What is in your hands right now is just being entrusted into your hands momentarily, temporarily. You are going to give account to God for what you do with what He's given you. 
How many of you know that you're going to give account of the time? How you use your time. That's why I'm a big, 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 big believer in coming early. I'm a big, if you don't come early to my appointments, I'm not meeting with you. You can't keep me waiting. It is so important. We are all going to give account to God for the way we use the time that He has given to us. And everyone here today has 365 days a year. Is that correct? 12 months in a year. Have you noticed that the guy sitting next to you doesn't have 13 months? No, no, listen now. You've got to understand that what you do with your time will determine what comes out of it. Uh, uh, look at me now. <laughs> what you do with the time you have determines what comes to you. I said, what you do with the time you have determines what comes to you. Oh, um, this is the truth. If you sit at home and watch uh, soap operas, you're going to get soap opera. <laughs> oh, yeah. What you do with the time will determine what comes to you. Are you listening now? What you do with the time. Everyone has got time. You don't spend time. You invest time. Should I say that again? You don't spend time. You invest time. Time must be invested. Some people are not spending time. They are not investing time. They are wasting time. Yesterday has come and gone. It will never come again. If you did nothing yesterday that was productive, it's over. That's true. Do you know you will be judged for the way you use your time? And I'm not talking about God standing in front of you and asking you, what did you do with the one minute? No, because the Bible says, don't be deceived, God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. That is the judgment. God does not necessarily have to stand in front of you and ask you questions about what you did with your time, what you did last year, what you did two years ago. No, if you don't invest the time that you've got, you're going to reap a harvest of what you haven't done. Are you listening now? Everyone say time. Do you know that you're going to be judged for the treasure that you have? When we talk about treasure, I'm talking about your money now. Money, money, material, material things. How many of you know that you've got some treasures? Some of you don't know you've got anything. How many of you know you've got some treasures? Oh, you don't know? Okay. Listen, anything material that's in your hand right now, it's a treasure. Did you hear me? Anything material, it's a treasure. You look at some people, man. They have all these clothes they haven't worn in two years. Oh, yeah. And they tell me, Pastor, I don't have any seed to sow. I have nothing to give. Are you kidding me? You have those clothes in your wardrobe. You have those clothes in your closet. You haven't worn them in two years. Listen, if I haven't won a thing in a year, then it's a seed. Listen now, this is very true. People are just caught up in, oh, let me hurt this stuff. Let me pile up. Let me, piling up for who? Naked you came, naked you shall leave. What is all this stinginess and selfishness? What is all this self-centeredness about? You came to this world naked. You will leave naked. Hello? Maybe some of you have not realized it yet, but that's the fact. 
The day the person goes uh, six feet down below, he goes naked. Some people say, bury me with my nicest. Okay. They can bury you with your nicest suit or what nicest, whatever. It's it's, going to rot in, in a few months. Hello. Naked you came, naked you go. You're not going to take anything out of this world. No money, no gold, no, no silver, no treasure. Are you listening to me? So use that which God has given you to bless people. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. If I haven't used it in a year, why is it still in my closet? Hello. Your treasure. The stuff you have. Your shoes. Your wristwatch. Some people have like every wrist, every, every, every shirt has a wristwatch. <laughs> Come on. We, we look. Some people are just too materialistic. Oh, yeah, I'm just telling you. Some people are just too materialistic. Have you seen my designer's watch? <laughs> it, go, it goes with my, my, my red shirt. Have you seen my other watch? It goes with my blue shirt. Have you seen that shoe? It goes with my... People, people are just so materialistic. It's just all about stuff. Hello. Some people say, oh, no, I want to wear that when I lose weight. (laughs) You're not losing it. You're not losing the weight. Give that thing away. It's not happening. Hello. It's not happening. Give it. Release it. Everyone say my time. Say my treasure. And then say, my talent. You see the three T's. Time, treasure, and talent. You've got talent. You've got things that God has given to you that you can use in promoting the the purposes of the kingdom of God and being a blessing to this world. Are you listening now? First week, we talked about the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. Is that true? Talked about the, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, the, the gift of uh, word of knowledge, the gift of water. We just talked about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then we also talked about the natural gifts. Everyone say natural. natural. Now, when we talk about the natural gifts that you've got, we mean that they came from God. We do call them natural, but we know they came from God. Just like the natural gift of singing. You know that singing is a natural gift? Hello? Singing is a natural gift. Why do I say that? I say that because you see a kid of five years, five year of age, five year of age, and they open up their mouths and sing, you'll be amazed where did that come from? Is that right? They never trained for it. Is that true? It's just natural. You see, you see, you see kids that are cooking up some of the some some of the most sumptuous, delicious delicacies you've ever eaten. Five-year-old cooking up this, six-year-old cooking up some of, the, some of the greatest meals. 
You ask them, where did you learn how to cook? I learned from my grandmother. Well, six at six. No, no, no. You didn't learn necessarily from your grandmother. Your grandmother helped to enhance it, but it was in your blood. It's a gift. Are you, are you here? Somebody, somebody did the Mona Lisa. Is that right? Somebody did the Mona Lisa. That is in the field of arts, and that's natural. Is, is, am I talking to anybody here? Do you know a lot of Christians have neglected the natural gift that God gave them? Lord, open door. Lord, open a door. Lord, open. Which door? Hello? God has given you something to open your door with. I said, God has given you something to open your door with. Do you know that if you have the ability to cook, that that cooking ability can open the door to the nations? Do you know that if you have the ability to paint, that that painting ability can open the door to the nations? The most expensive artwork that's just been sold about a year ago, it's the portrait of Jesus. You know how much it was sold for? Almost half a billion U.S. dollars. One painting, one artwork. It was sold for about 450 something million dollars. One. You take it, you put it on your wall. Somebody did it. People become Christians. Lord, breakthrough. I'm not against breakthrough. But we've got to bring even the message of breakthrough to the right context. We've got to understand this whole idea. Breakthrough. Lord, give me a breakthrough. Breakthrough to what? Huh? Hello? Hi. I said hello. Hi. When God has given you natural gifts that will enhance your life and bring you, the Bible says, not, not so what the Bible says, the Bible says the gift of a man will make room for him and bring him before great men. The Bible says, do you see a man who is diligent in his work? He shall stand before kings. Not before ordinary men. Why have we neglected the natural gifts that God has given us? All in the name of breakthrough. So even the breakthrough that we should be talking about should be breaking through in the area of your gifts. Do you know that you have gifts? Some people are just funny. They look at you, you laugh. They are funny. They are like, they are funny. Some of them are stand-up comedians. They crack jokes and people laugh. Guess people pay to go hear them crack jokes. And some of them have become household names. Are you listening to me? Some of them have become household names. Just stand up and crack jokes and <laughs> people laugh and tears running down their face. Why? Because they have a gift. You go up there, nobody's going to laugh. Yeah, nobody's going to lie because you're not gifted in that area. But that's the thing. This guy wants to copy this girl. This girl wants to copy this guy. And then you see what we have now is identity crisis, competition. This one wants to be like this, and this wants to be like this. The reason she wants to be like him is because she has not discovered who she is and what she has. The reason he wants to be like her is because he has not discovered what he has. The moment you discover what you have, 
There is no need to try to be someone else. That's when true success begins to happen. Are you listening to me? I, I, know, I know a man, I know a man who is, who is so gifted in music. When he plays the acoustic guitar. Oh. We've had him here a few times. And that's Zach Smith. You know Zach Smith, right? That man is a psalmist. But when he came here, the last time he came here and I heard what he does, I could not forget it. That he sleeps with his guitar by his bedside. 2 a.m., he wakes up and begins to play. Inspiration begins to come. He begins to write a new song. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. The Bible says when you see a man who is diligent in what he does, a lot of people are not diligent anymore. Some people want vacation and they haven't worked. They're all about holiday, holiday, huh? holidays here, summer is here, let's go to the beach. Oh, really? You haven't done nothing. Walk first. When holiday time comes, you will know you need it. Some people are just having holiday, holiday, every day, holiday, 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 January to December, holiday. And they wonder why they can't pay their rent. Holiday, holiday, holiday. And they wonder why they can't pay their bills. When it's all about holiday, your life will never go forward. Holiday is for those that have worked very hard and they need holiday. You're welcome. <laughs> you haven't done nothing, you don't need holiday. You haven't done nothing, you've got to, you've got to work. Are you listening to me? My Bible says that God will bless the work of your hands. It does not say God will bless the seat of your pants. God will bless the work, your work. When you put your hands to work, God will bless it. God will increase it. And so, if you want God to bless and increase you, you've got to give Him something to work with. Hello? God uses the natural to increase and to bless us. When they ran out of wine at a marriage in Cana of Galilee, the Bible says Mary, the mother of Jesus, came to Jesus and said they've run out of wine. Can you help them? Jesus said, Mother, my hour has not come. Stop bothering me. But the mother insisted and the mother said to the young man standing, she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Is that right? What did Jesus tell them to do? He said, fill the water pots with water. Natural. Water pot, natural. Water, natural. Jesus said, you take your natural hands and put that natural water into the natural pot. And when you do that, then you see what I'll do. Oh, yeah. You see, a lot of people neglect the natural. But God uses the natural to bring about a supernatural increase into your life. Yeah. People don't want to focus. They say, oh, I just want to break. Breakthrough in which area? Am I preaching here this morning? Yeah. Some people just have a way with children. It's a natural gift. I'm not a big fan of carrying kids. <laughs> Praise God, mine, mine is grown. But, but <laughs> no, we're, just, we're all different. <laughs> Some people would play with little children the whole day. 
Never get tired. They have, that's why you have the right people walking in the right place. Not all of us can walk in kids' church. You put me in the kids' church, <laughs> you come back, the kids will be ministering to me. Because <laughs> I can't, no, 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 please. I don't think I have anointing for that. So, kids, I love you. But somebody will minister to you. Somebody will stay with you. You know, just people are gifted differently. Is that correct? Some people are gifted with, like I said, singing. It's a natural thing. But of course it did come from God. Because uh, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation, neither shadow of turning. So we know that every good gift comes from God. There's nothing good that the devil gives. Just understand that. Someone said, the devil gave him the gift to sing. No, the devil couldn't do it. Because the devil can't give anything good. Did you hear me? The devil has nothing good to give. Even if he tried. I said, even if he tried. The devil tries to do good, he can't. The devil is just bad. He can't be good. I said the devil cannot be good. People attribute all kinds of amazing things that happen in the church to the devil. Even this joy. People begin to laugh and they say, it's, it's the devil. Devil making them laugh. Really? So the devil makes people laugh. So God makes people cry. People laugh, it's the devil. People sad, it's God. Why is it that God is always blamed for evil? Like there is no devil. There is a devil. And he's a very bad man. He's a very bad devil, sorry. It's a <laughs> Hello. So, tell your neighbor, I have a gift. We talked about acquired skills. And that's, that's where education comes in. Right? Talked about the acquired skill in engineering. We talked about acquired skill in medicine. We talked about acquired skill in just in, 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 uh, in aviation. Right? You don't become a pilot by chance. Today... I'm going to fly the plane. No, you're not going to fly any plane. Nobody's going to put you in the cockpit. It's not going to happen. Think about it. You get on the plane and the plane is about to take off. And the announcer comes and says, uh, um, we're about to leave Istanbul and we're flying uh, at this height. And this is this trip. This journey is going to take us three hours. And we're going to arrive in this city in, 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 in Europe. And uh, I just want to let you know that you should... Buckle your seatbelt well because this man who is flying the plane has never flown. This is actually a test fly. He's flying for the very first time. We just want to check him out and see if he's a good pilot. Somebody will be shouting, Imdat! <laughs> Help! Is that right? Oh, yeah. We looked at different observations. Observation number one, everyone was given something. Everyone say, everyone was given something. Everyone was given something. 
He gave one thrive five. He gave one two. He gave the next guy one. Observation number two. Each was gifted according to his ability. That was ability. So I've spoken a lot on ability. You've got to improve in ability. And know what that tells me? If I improve in my ability, if all I got is one, I can get five. Because ability was the factor. Did you hear me? Ability was the factor. The guy who had five talents got five because the master knew his ability. (laughs) The guy who got two talents got two because his master knew his what? Ability. The master did not give that guy one because he didn't love him. He gave him one talent because he knew his ability. He knew his capability. He knew what the guy could deliver. He knew the makeup of the guy. Is that right? So here is what I tell you. If this guy who got one talent wanted to get five talents, what was he supposed to do? One person is speaking. Pardon? Develop his ability. Listen, abilities are potentials. But potentials are just potentials while they are sitting in you. If you do not apply your potentials, they will never grow. Do you understand that? Did you get that? Everyone here has potential. But until you begin to invest your potential, it will never grow. Have you heard this in the, in, in, the, in the marketplace? That's a potential buyer. That's a potential client. Does that mean he's your client already? But what does that mean? It means there's a possibility that this guy is going to buy from me. Is that correct? But there are factors that will cause this guy to buy from you. To where he's no more a potential buyer, but he's become a buyer. What are those factors? What are those factors? I've got to make the phone calls. I have to make the phone calls. If that guy's my potential buyer, if that guy's my potential client, then I've got to make the phone calls necessary and I've got to get him to sign the deal. I have to do it. I'm not just going to say, oh, he's my potential buyer. He will come someday. I will keep waiting forever. The guy will never come. If I do what I'm supposed to do, my potential buyer will not be a potential buyer. He will be a buyer. Everyone here has potentials. If you don't improve and increase and and maximize, that's what I'm talking about, maximizing your potential, then those potentials that are in you will just sit in you and will never benefit you. They say the mind is like muscles. When they are exercised, they improve. Have you ever read the book? And the first time you read it, you did not fully understand it. But the second time you read it, you begin to understand it. And the third time you read it, you fully understand it. And the fourth time you're not reading it, you're actually reciting it without looking at it. Why? Why? Because as you exercised your mind on that book, it became part and parcel of you. Have you ever gone to the gym? The first time you pump the iron, you go back home and the next day everything hurts you. Right? But you don't give up because 
When it comes to bodybuilding, you know what they tell you? They tell you this. They tell you, push yourself. Because when you think you can't do it, that's when you have to do it. Because when you do it, when you think you can't do it, that's when you break through. <laughs> See, oh, but I'm tired. I cannot. I'm tired. No. It, no, push it. Push it. Push it. And boom, that's it. You got it. Now you are in a different level. Now you are at a different level. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? This is so very important. People need to learn this stuff. Because people have all this stuff that God has gifted them with. And because they have refused to step out of the boat and walk in the supernatural and see God take their lives to a whole new level. They have refused to pay the price. That is why the gift seems to be sitting there idly by. And nothing good is happening. And people keep blaming God that we come to prayer meetings. Why is it that this is not happening? Why? No, 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 no. The fact that you came to a prayer meeting does not mean... It's going to automatically happen. God's going to give you opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. And every time you step into the door and you step through the door, God is expecting you to take possession of what He has made available to you. <laughs> praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Who wants to increase? Increase the ability. Increase the potential. Increase the gift. Increase the thing that's upon your life. Praise God. I preach these messages. I tell you, our staff know, my wife knows. I preach these messages. I go back and I listen to myself. Why do I listen? I listen because I want to be better. I listen because I want to be better. I listen to that. I, I listen. What, what am I? What, what is this guy preaching? That the next time I go preach, I know that, oh, I can, get, I can do better at this particular area. This is my job. Did you know that I'm in the office right now? Some of you didn't know that. <laughs> Welcome to my office. The Lord is good. Amen. I said the Lord is good. Amen. Observation number three. I'll finish with this. I'll round up. Maybe next 10 minutes I'll be done. Observation number three. Each person is supposed to invest what he has. Listen to this. Investing, investing it guarantees increase. Listen to this. Gift not invested will be lost. I say gift not invested will be lost. You can read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 27. Write that down if you wish. And Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. And what you will see in both places is the Bible makes it very clear that we have all been gifted differently by God. The apostle is not the prophet. The prophet is not the evangelist. The evangelist is not the teacher. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can read that. But then you go to Romans chapter 12, it begins to talk about how even in the church we have one body but we have many members. In both places, actually, in both places, it uses the human anatomy to help us understand that, yes, this is one man. This is one body. But this body has many parts. And because this body has many parts, there are different functions. Is that right? The eyes cannot say to the nose, I don't need you. Is that right? The nose cannot say to the hands, I don't need you. 
The nose has its responsibility. The pair of eyes have their responsibilities. My pair of ears have their responsibility. My hands have their responsibility. My legs have their responsibility. All the parts of my body has different responsibilities. Think about it if your eyes were under your legs. You wouldn't see. Is that right? God in his wisdom has put each member of the body of Christ in different positions as it pleases him. Knowing our abilities. But what he wants us to do is to be faithful in where he has placed us. Are you here? That's why you need to join a local church. The Bible says, do not neglect the gathering together of yourselves as the nature of some is. Especially as the day is approaching. The day of the Lord is close. Those would say to me, Pastor, church is in the heart. Pastor, I worship at home. Pastor, I can pray. Pastor, I don't have to go to church. Do you know one of the big things that's running around the body of Christ today is the whole concept of I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. You can't love, my, you can't love me and not love my wife. Jesus, my wife, my, you, you, Pastor, I love you, but not your wife. Are you kidding me? You love me, but you don't love my wife. If you love me, you better love my wife. Hello? You don't love my wife and you love me. How is, pos- how is that possible? My wife and I are one. Jesus and his church are one. Don't tell me I love Jesus, but I won't go to church. I understand the abuse that has happened in many places. But I'm here to submit to you that there are still great churches all across the world. I'm here to submit to you. Even though abuse has happened, many leaders have abused people. I still know and believe with all my heart that there are still great leaders in the body of Christ today. All across the world. They are men. They make mistakes. And I understand that. And people must learn to give ministers of the gospel grace. Because people want grace, but they're not willing to give grace. Hello? If you ever think to yourself, I'll go to church because that church is perfect, I'm telling you, you'll be majorly disappointed because there is no perfect church. You know why? And when I say no perfect church, I'm talking about because of the people in the church. Because somebody's going to say something that would offend you, that will upset you. Amen. Even in Jesus' church, people were offended. I'm talking about when Jesus was here physically. Jesus purposely offended people. (laughs) He said, what? Are you you sure? Yeah, yes, he purposely. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus was a tradition, tradition breaker. He just purposely broke tradition. Don't eat on the Sabbath day. His disciples will be eating on the Sabbath day. Wash your hands before you eat. His apples will not wash your hands. And Jesus never rebuked them. Jesus said, it's okay. Go ahead, boys, eat. Right? And the Pharisees come and say, why are your disciples eating with not, hands not washed? Jesus says, not what goes in that defiles the man. It's what comes out of the man. See, he's just defending his voice now. Why do the Pharisees, disciples of the Pharisees, fast, but your disciples don't fast? Ah, oh, don't worry. When the bridegroom is with them, they will not fast. But when the bridegroom is taking, they will fast. He's always just defending his voice. I like Jesus. I love Jesus. 
I like to defend my people too. Amen. I like to defend my people. I like that style of leadership. Don't come and start accusing people to me now. Brother, uh, brother, brother, this did this. Brother. Did you talk to him? No. Why are you telling me then? Why are you telling me? Sister, this, why are you telling Go tell her. Go tell him. Oh, I cannot tell him. Oh, I cannot tell him, but you can tell me. What should I do? Do nothing. Huh? Are you kidding me? The moment you tell me, I'm going to tell the person. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just, just so you know, if you report, I'm going to report you too. <laughs> People sometimes say, Pastor, I want to tell you something, but don't tell. What? Don't tell. You better not say it. You better not tell, because you can't come here and tell me not to tell. The moment you tell me, I'm ready to tell. No, no, because you can't come and tell me. No, no, you can't come criticize a brother to me. You can't come criticize a sister to me and expect me to be quiet. I've got to get involved and deal with it since you brought it to my table. Because you know how, if you're not careful, words that people speak to you about others would pollute your heart. Next time you see them, you'll be upset with them, and you wonder why you're upset with them. You're upset with them because of what they told you two days ago. So I'd rather call you and tell you, hey, bro, in actual fact, before you tell me, let me call him. Uh, we're about to talk about you. Can you come? <laughs> if you do this, you'll be safe. You'll be safe. You'll be safe, and there's not going to be a root of offense in your heart. You'll be safe. Some people open up themselves to all kinds of Tom, Dick, and Harry coming to tell them all kinds of nonsense about people. Even talk about your pastors. I never let people criticize my pastors to me. I would go out, and people would say, uh, Pastor, I said, what? Pastor Corey? You're talking about my pastor like that? Sometimes I almost fought with people, but I didn't, praise God. Um, I, I, <laughs> I controlled my flesh. <laughs> this is true. I'm telling you. I would. <laughs> but I never did. I never did. I never did. I never did. I thought of it. You know, sometimes you just think of punching someone. But you don't. You don't. No, don't. No, nah, no. Nah, you see, see the holy ones now. You think you're more sanctified than I am now. Oh, no, pastor has been thinking of punching people. Yeah, but I never did. I never did. I didn't sin. If I think about it, don't mean I did it. Just a thought. But then I, I will control my flesh and make sure that uh, I don't give it, the devil an opportunity into my life. Praise God. You're looking at me like that. Some of you think worse, thing, worse things. You know what I'm saying?